Hello, fellow travelers. This is David Woods, your host and trusted guide. Welcome to our little fellowship as we gather to discuss the Christian life in a post-Christian world. We are broadcasting from Babylon with love. I remember being 22 years old and I was feeling the call to ministry. And I had a, a Bible study of uh, other 20 year olds, uh, maybe late teens, but a Bible study of my peers. And it was exciting. And people were asking, you know, like, oh man, are we going to, you know, is this, are we going to plant a church? Like, is this a church? And I remember one night when we were worshiping, um, I think it was after the study, when we were, we were worshiping, it was a home Bible study, and, and the Lord spoke to me in the clearest terms imaginable. And he said, you need a pastor. And I was like, oh, I thought he was going to say, you are going to be a pastor. <laughs> but he said, you need a pastor. You are not enough for these people. You cannot do this on your own. I have the distinct pleasure to be joined in the studio today by my dear friend and fellow pastor, Mr. Aaron Gomez. Aaron Gomez yay, yay. invited back for season two. <laughs> Thank you so much. I know there's a lot of things Dave. on your wall, but you should put that somewhere on your wall. <laughs> invited back for season two. Aaron and I want to talk about um, the church. We want to talk about uh, where I was kind of starting this, which is we want to talk about age in the church. We want to talk about this um, kind of, we both, I think, came up around a time in which it's all about the youth, man. And, and, uh, and what's exciting is the youth and churches pour so much energy into youth culture and youth group and youth, 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 youth. And I just remember that moment where I was a, like, I was feeling like, oh man, like there was some good energy, good momentum. Well, are we going to start? Is this going to be a church? Mm-hmm. And one of the things I knew the Lord was saying when he was saying like, no, <laughs> was it was just like a church of peers. It was just a church of young people. Yeah. There was not any older person in that room. And I, as time has gone by, as he put me together with Pastor John at Zoe Church and the congregation at Zoe Church, what I realize has been as much a blessing, if not more blessing than almost anything else, was that he did not let me start a church of my own peers. He did not let me start a young, excited, hip, whatever church, Um, but instead he put myself and my friends alongside Christians who had been walking this out for many years, Christians who were not going to buy into the same kind of hype as maybe we would, Christians who had different experiences, who had been married, who had raised children, who had retired, Christians of all different ages and backgrounds of life. And I, I realized, especially in hindsight, that without that, uh, our little attempt at whatever would have been just unbelievably sort of malnourished from the start. Now, Aaron, your experience is interesting, especially uh, in this context, because your sort of first pastorate was was not with a young church. Um, you uh, taught a Bible study for, for many years, right, yeah, in correct. this area in mm-hmm. South County. Um, usually what, teenagers, 20-somethings, adults, young uh, adults? Yeah, young adults. Okay. Yeah. And you'd done that for years, uh, yep. maybe only one break that I remember, but for many years, yeah. like pretty consistently, for sure. yep. 
and and you're a high energy you're a pop culture relevant i mean you're the guy like you're <laughs> yeah. you're the guy who would end up on pastor sneakers if for you had sure yeah more so money how dare you sorry i'm just <laughs> yeah. saying i'm not saying you're right. a sellout i'm just saying you're really you're the guy yes, you're yes. the guy that people would be like oh yeah i fit the image the mold yes for sure fit the yes. image the mold yes. you're you you you're into hoop you're into all the uh -huh. things that anybody would want yeah. someone to be into mm -hmm. culturally relevant all this stuff mm. and yet I thought, oh man, by the Lord's grace and your discernment, mm. you accepted a call to a church in which, what would you say the average age of your parishioners? Average age is about 55. 55, okay. Yep. And the, so virtually everybody in the church is older than you. I am the youngest adult okay. in the church. And okay. I am their senior pastor, yes. Yeah, and you are their senior <laughs> pastor, right? And you are the youngest amazing, adult yes. in the room. Yep. Okay, so tell us a little bit about this church. Okay, so you were called to this church, what has it been, a year, two, two years? Two, two, three close years? to two and a half years okay, now. Okay, two and a half years. Yeah. <sighs> Time flies. Okay, yep. so two and a half years. So you, so a few years ago, you uh, were discerning this call. So mm -hmm. you're called to this church. Where is the church? Tell us a little about your church. So I pastor a church called Bayside Community Church. Bayside. That's right, represent. I love that. And it's literally on the bay. It's looking over the water. Beautiful. Main Street in the, the city. Bay. San yes. Francisco Bay. The Bay, San Francisco Bay. Oh, the most liberal section in our country. Hey so dark and evil. <laughs> uh, but you know, there's a lot of good churches out there. Amen. And I'm proud to be part of one as my little church, um, my little flock there. And yeah, so this church came about over three years now as I was searching for golly, hey, Lord, what's the next move? I felt God was moving me from Orange County to somewhere else. I didn't know. So anyways, um, long story short, I came to this church, small church. It's a Southern Baptist church, and it was pretty much dying. Mm. And they were looking for some new change. And we, it was like, we need a new leader. And... The solution was let's get a young guy. Right. Okay. So that's what's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. Right. Their mentality. Their was mentality classic was church mentality. Yes, which is young guy, young flavor. And then of course you'll bring all the young people. Of course, with right. You. That, I was a savior. I'm like we travel in packs. Correct. So they saw me like, oh, this guy is a handsome pastor. I'm not lying to you. They literally were like, you are a handsome. Ladies and gentlemen, for the record, <laughs> that's not true. How <laughs> dare you? How dare you insult me? No. Okay. So literally yeah. in the meeting, he was. It was after I check. Handsome. Yeah, check. yeah, handsome, young, young check. check, and you know, whatever. A good preacher, cool. That's all that's needed. You got the job, <laughs> and so it was this really shallow requirement. And of course, there was other meetings involved and other sure. things like that. But that was the main cell. It was like my face because they were like, "We're dying. We're all old people here. We need to revamp the dying church. spiritually, dying literally. Both. Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so we need to revamp the church. It's like let's kick start. Let's let's start over. Yeah. Let's so reset. Was, reset. So very tiny church. Let's reset. Let's get a young guy because he'll bring in the young people and young families, right? And so they said, Aaron, you got the job. It's boom. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, you know, I get there and... You were not the young they were looking for. <laughs> right? Amen. <laughs> like you said that. Exactly. <laughs> they were shocked because though physically I was young, yes. mentally, spiritually, I was old. And that's by God's grace. It's yep. all God's grace, which yeah. is to say, no, we're not going to do entertainment. We're not going to do shenanigans. We're mm. not going to do games. We're not mm. going to do programs to incite your consumeristic um, feelings and... And it's not about that. Church is not that. Church is a community of real people with a real God. And so, yeah, exactly. It was like they did, they did not expect me to be what what I think the biblical standard of a pastor was. Well, and I think it was so cool because, I mean, obviously they were surprised. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe continually are surprised. Yes. Uh, 
by God's grace, you're still there. I have a nose ring, by the way. So okay, people can't yeah. see. That's can't another shock that too. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah. Like, <gasps> no, and you can you can you can dance like Michael Jackson. You <laughs> yeah. can, I mean, you can do. Uh, they were really confused. They felt like you they lied. were. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like what <laughs> your the heck? face lied to them. Yes. Um, because you went there and you were like, oh, I'm called to to pastor you. Correct. And they were like, no, 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 no. I mean, we're we're all we're good. <laughs> we, no, you're called to bring in all the young people Correct. and rebuild the church. They're like, and- we're good. <laughs> but you have to go get the young fish. Yeah. Go get up. And right. I'm like, no, no, no. You're not good. You actually, you are the young fish. You're spiritually, you are babies. Right. And that there was a real need to for a pastor. Yeah. So, but- so spiritually speaking, there was a need, but yeah. They they saw a different need, and in my argument, I think I would say like their need was like wasn't a need at all, mm. right? It was like young people. That's not the need. The need for them was actually spiritual, um, being fed the word. Yeah. And you know, when I got there, on paper it looked nice, right? But when you get to know these people, they some of them been there for fifteen years or longer, and they all they knew was their faces from Sunday morning. I mean, they weren't really family there. Yeah. And so I was like, oh my goodness, this is not good, right? And so. That was the need. It was community-based nurturing that re- those relationships with one another and with the Lord. Yeah. And that was the need. I was like, that's when I realized, oh, Lord, that's why you sent me here, right? This is good. This is good spiritual work. I'm a pastor, so what I do, let's go, Lord. Let's go with the power of grace and the Spirit. And so, and, but that that is it, though. That's the, the issue, which is just to say the elderly people there at my church, they don't see that. Right, that and that, that's what's so interesting about this idea of sort of ageism Correct. that has yeah, absolutely yes. been mm-hmm. plaguing the church for decades. Right, yep. Is that everyone buys it, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. not just the young who get put up on the stage that are excited about it. Mm-hmm. It's the older folks that make it happen, right? Yep. That everyone is buying the Fountain of Youth thing. Everyone is mm-hmm. buying the, the very sort of generic cultural thing mm-hmm. about being young forever and mm-hmm. looking young and acting young and that mm-hmm. that's like true mm-hmm. life and everything else mm-hmm. um that what we do with the elderly is we progressively forget about them until we put them somewhere else mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. that they they are they are no longer contributing mm-hmm. right they retired they're whatever mm-hmm. you know in different stages that there is this narrative of 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 becoming less and less valuable mm. less and less relevant less and less yep. important and you're saying, gosh, the church is the exact opposite of that, right? You, you tend more, I mean, St. Paul in First uh, Corinthians 12, 13, you tend more to those who are maybe uh, declining or more vulnerable or, you know, in a different yep. place yeah. in life, right? Yeah. You have more care, more need, more shepherding, mm-hmm. more surrounding with love, Um but so deep was the consumerism of the megachurch or of the contemporary church, mm-hmm. because you and I aren't pastoring megachurches by any means. Mm-hmm. We're pastoring microchurches. Mm-hmm. Um, but the mentality is the same, right? Yes. And so it is a thoroughgoing mentality in contemporary evangelicalism, um, which is youth really are the value. Um, so you had a, almost an R, because you're still just there for a few years now. Um, it's almost like you're. Um, showing them that they are the point of the Lord's work rather than this church that hasn't shown up yet. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, you are the workers, right, for the harvest. Like, you are the field. Like, don't sell yourself short. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, God wants to entrust you with these responsibilities and and ministries and and that that's very difficult and there is compassion i do understand because you know a six-year-old doesn't want to go door to door right not sure. the door a six-year-old doesn't want to be vulnerable they know who they are right they have right. their center ways to receive so, care yeah and so it's like they don't want to be treated because there's this psychological 
you know, um, breakdown when you're like, when you faced your age, right? When you're 70, 65, they, and they don't want to confess that. And, I, and that's hard for anybody. Things they can no longer do. Yeah. And so if they admit to their weaknesses, right, it's like, therefore they don't want to because they're supposed to be the adult. They're supposed to be having right. it all together. And, and this is where the ministry and the gospel comes in because it's like, well, no, that's, that's the world mentality. The gospel says, no, be vulnerable with your weaknesses, with anybody. It's old age, even young people, but especially the elderly, we, those of you in 50, 60-year-olds, like that's what's needed. That's the example you are to show the younger people. And so that's kind of the, the wrestling in the ministry of my job the past few years now. It's really entrusting them, honoring them. I mean, like you, you are valuable. You are saints and you are seasoned, but don't waste it or don't don't cl- close yourself off and just give it to young people or like just put it on me. Really, you're the pastor. Mm-hmm. You do everything, and I'm like, no, you don't get it. You guys are the flavor of the church, mm-hmm. right? And not just me. I don't. This is not a personality driven church because they would want to live vicariously through you or yeah, the young people who come yeah, in. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Instead and, of finding the arresting value of the season in life in which they are and its beauty and its depth. Yep. It, you, we, we've, we've taught ourselves to look away from that to mm-hmm. something younger, more new, mm-hmm. more shiny, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and, I, and it's really a battle of teaching them that what they have, who they are, is enough. Like, it's enough. This small church, your age, our little resources— like it is enough and it's beautiful. And we're not less. We're not. We're not. Well, less. someday we'll make it. Someday we'll. Then we can feel like we like are. At one point, one of the, our, our meetings, congregational meetings, you know, I, I told them like, we have to get over our insecurity of being an old small church. Mm. I said, what if that is our flavor? That that's what we give to the community. Mm. That that is that's our, our team. That's our. Yeah. yeah it's, if you, that that is it. Like that's yeah. a beautiful thing. That's what we can offer, and. And that's that is the message every Sunday through the messages and when I talk to people there, it's like you own up to it. That's a good thing. That's who we are. And eventually, it's up to God to, to bring in whoever, sure. right? And what we have now is is it is God ordained, God designed. Like God sent me here for a reason, and you guys are the reason. Like, like how special is that, mm-hmm. right? So that's the the value I'm trying to bring into them. And um, it's it's been challenging, but also that that that's what the gold is at. That's mm. what, that's a treasure, and you have to dig at it all the time. Tell me some of the things that you've learned um, going from you know what was a, you know just a totally different kind of ministry here uh-huh. in Orange County uh, with young people, which is the fit everyone would assume, right? Like, oh yeah, that's where that's a fit for him. That makes sense. You know, he's teaching young people, and they and they trust him, and he can shepherd them. Yeah. Um, what have you learned going to such a different context or just a different uh, age group of parishioners of people under your care what have you learned sort of not just like here are those challenges or whatever but like what have you learned from them like what have you learned by being with people who are at such a radically different place in life than you are um mm-hmm. you're you know single um you're young you haven't you know started the family and all that kind of yeah. life all that kind of stuff uh, you and i both know of moments in our experience when people wonder if we could speak into their life yes. like how like how could you speak into a married couple's life how could you speak into a parent's mm-hmm. life how could you speak into someone's life if, if mm-hmm. you haven't experienced it yourself yet yeah. right yeah. we always face that as as pastors mm-hmm. of different mm-hmm. phases of life um but what have you learned from them in this experience because of that age difference where it is sure challenges and differences and everything but where it is that kind of blessing where it is that kind of seasoning of just your own soul mm-hmm I learned to really be humble and listen first to them and not try to fix their problems right away with Bible verses. Mm. 
and uh, and really to listen and hear them out, really hear their pains. So you know, the, the six-year-old or whoever is talking to me about their issues, uh, I I really direct them to the Lord, and not my own life. I never say like, well, my experience or what right, I would right, do. Like right, it's right, the right, worst right. thing to say. Um, but I listen first mainly and just say, well, I, I turn back on them. I go, well, what has God told you? What do you think God is doing to you right now through the word? And that makes them, first of all, I, it, it tells them that I trust them, that they have a walk with God, number one. Right. right. I, that's just implied. They can hear from God. Yeah. yeah. And secondly, that tells them that they have a responsibility with that word, right? And that is that is the application there. And so in that moment, I'm actually giving them respect, right? I'm saying you are more older than me, more life experience than me, therefore act your age, right? That's mm. kind of what I'm doing. Mm. And that's a good accountability. That's what they need, right? And so that's kind of the mentality and humility. I'm Would kind you of say with. it slowed you down? Yes. You said, you know, you're listening more. Yeah, it totally slowed me down. Because you are, uh, you know, I don't want to say hyperactive, but you are a you're a very extroverted personality. For sure, yeah. You're, you know, go, go, go. You could do a lot of things at once. And, yeah, you know. and <clears throat> honestly, that has been a challenge for me because yeah. uh, my problem as a pastor, I assume too much, meaning, mm. oh, this person must be this way, da-da-da-da, I got the answer, boom. Right. And uh, I've been learning through them in a blessing good way is that just slow down listen and really try to just see it from their perspective and not everybody not everybody is pushing the same weight hmm. and that's been my problem if i can confess my pastoral sin is that i i'm so used to carrying a big weight because i can spiritually speaking and i I automatically assume they can too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, 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 right. And so therefore, no, you'll be fine. You could do it. And right. I'm like, God's like, no, 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 dude, like, they're babies. Ah, like, no. they're babies. They can't carry that. And I'm like, oh, shoot. And so that's been a very humbling thing to experience the past several years of like, okay, now I really got to go slow down. And even like, not even walking, really just standing up, actually. That's how like extreme God's trying to show me. Like, don't be. There's one thing to run and to walk, and yeah. God just like just stand with them, just stand, just stand. help yeah. them with their back straight posture. Yeah, that's how basic I'm, I'm learning, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's been the struggle as a pastor. Yeah, yeah. So therefore, though, with them, they've been teaching me, hey, this is who I am, and this is what my problems are, and I have to go, oh, okay, okay, cool. Like, what is God doing? What is God now? Now, what, not not what can Pastor Aaron do, <laughs> right? right? What can right, Pastor right, Aaron right. help you with? No, no, it's like, what can God do? And keep them accountable with that relationship with the Lord. What would you say to people in in church land who, who really do push the youth narrative and, mm-hmm. and who really are like, pretty sold out for, we just got to keep growing young and it's all about those young families and everybody knows all about those young families. Yep. Got to get those young families, got to have the best mm-hmm. everything for the young families, attract them with the, the perfect child care, mm-hmm. Sunday school ministry, whatever. Not that we should ever do anything poorly, right? Yeah. Um, but what would you, to, to a church that is just, that, let's say like, that a church that would not um, hire or call a pastor who is in his 50s or 60s to be the youth group leader. Mm. right mm-hmm, like if you mm-hmm. just flip it around yeah. like what would you say to to churches that's just default setting is like 
young, excited. It's got to all be kind of that youth momentum kind of culture around here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. If I was speaking to these church people here, I would just tell them, like, that is not the biblical model. <laughs> like, because yeah. okay, so it's not biblical. Right? <laughs> only because, like, I could go back do, to the book. Only because I could do with those. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, the question based, I'm assuming, assuming church leaders, right? Like, yeah. say to church leaders in whatever capacities, like, all right, if that's what you think, let's go to the text and, right. and just see, like, if you're trying to get a young guy for like, a youth person, whatever, and you're going to, like, avoid or exclude the old person who maybe wants the job and he and has experience maybe qualified yeah and yet they're like well he's he's over 40 therefore no because it's, like, it's not a bad look it's right. not it's a bad look yeah it's a bad look it doesn't sell it doesn't sell right. and so i would just say like like check your optics here right yeah. and so um i would really yeah really challenge them biblically for that mindset of like that's not really the way you should be thinking and even biblically and just practically like why why would you why why would you have a leader that's just a big mirror, right? Mm. A big mirror. Yeah. That you're feeding their narcissism and again, so the selfish consumers right. like I, the guys. I like what you like. Yeah, yeah. I basically it's like, like you. And again, you're not trying to again with the youth people, you're not trying to teach them how to be relevant or cool as your teacher, pastor, friend. You're pro- you're trying to teach them to be Jesus. And Jesus again, go to the Texas was not like that at all, meaning right. he was he was an adult, responsible man. And these are characters that we need. And it's and it's really done by good leadership when you have an experienced seasoned person right and so when you have the the shallow image of a young adult leader with young adults to me to me it it shows unfortunately that these leaders of the church doesn't don't really care enough for the kids they don't don't have a high view of the kids right Hmm. to me that's what i see because if you did if you did you would give them the best type of leader or pastor for them right. and not a mere like leader. Right. Um, because like, oh, well, they're, they're still young adults. Or even the name young adults right. is really insulting, right? right it's right, like, right. <laughs> it's like you're adult, but just young. Well, like, well let's do the youth group. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, and I mean, this made me shift the conversation to more of a holistic community sure. group, right? So it's like young adult, and we do this with high school, right? And junior high, but it's like, again, it, the implication is that we love you, but here's your section of God's word, and here's mom and dad's word, right, from the pastor. Right. right? And to me, that's, like, the biggest, like, again, it, that's what it comes across. I mean, I got that when I was young. It's sure. like, the heck? I, this is, I should, I want to hear the big boy stuff, right? Right, and right. So, it's so like, just the way that church is typically divided as How it's service, set up, yeah. Where all the kids of different ages are all so Yeah, so it's the whole mindset, right, as you yeah. said earlier. It's the whole mindset that church leaders buy. Optimize. Yeah. Optimize each category, mm-hmm. because it is a growth strategy, right? Correct, growth strategy. And what you were saying, even when you, so you disappointed your church, that you did not have that kind of yep. growth strategy or mm-hmm. mentality, mm-hmm. and you in fact thought it, it was unhelpful mm-hmm. and, and wrong, sort of wrong-headed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the deeper issue maybe then of, of the ageism, mm-hmm. of the separation, but then all the also the dim, um, the demeaning of the the older and the younger, right, in their mm-hmm. own ways, is a demeaning of those groups in separating things. And it's it's really not even the heart of the, of God actually. Right, right. So uh, let me more importantly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and and that's that's the driving force when I talk to these church leaders, whoever, it's uh, it's it's like what what is God's heart? What and so New Testament we see there's no division of class, whatever, with with the schooling or age or whatever. But it's quite fascinating in Deuteronomy chapter twenty eight, Old Testament now, um part of the curse, right? So this is a great story how Moses is mm-hmm. saying Blessings if you obey God, curses if you don't. Mm-hmm. Real, real black and white there. Amen. 
And <laughs> it's fascinating. In the in the cursing section, Moses is telling Israel, he says, oh yeah, if you disobey, you're going to go to a foreign land and get judged, whatever, separated. And he says, you're going to go in this foreign land where there's ageism. He says, where <laughs> the elderly are disrespected wow. and where the youth are not favored. Wow. So like, it really that's, is. That's a symptom. That's a curse. That's a symptom yeah. of what's not right, for at least for God's people, how it's not should be done. And and we see it and, as something we're pursuing. Yeah, in it's, the it's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. And it's, like, it's right there in the Old Testament how God's people should act and live, and yet we're like specializing divisions and like, no, and disregarding right, the youth right. and not favoring them. Like, I mean, this could go both ways. We're, That's so interesting. So you're saying in privileging the youth with their own sort of separate alternate reality, mm-hmm. it's actually dismissing them. Absolutely. They're not, they're not serious enough Absolutely. to be at the same table Absolutely. as we are. Yep. That's yep. really interesting. And, and I mean, practically speaking, uh, so we have uh, the youngest kids are sort of, in, they have, you know, mm-hmm. Sunday school, the youngest kids. Um, what I would do is, you, well, I used to teach high schoolers, but what I would try to do is I would teach, I would reteach the sermon from the previous week. So there's yep. a continuity yeah, between yeah. them, their parents, the rest of the congregation. So they were hearing the same word. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there was a, an element of, I'm going to be a little more direct with you. It's just going to be a few of us. It's a little more personal. Mm-hmm. And I was a little, uh, the younger pastor, um, which I still, I did that also with the, the middle school kids, you know, as like the translator, a little bit more of the translator, but still at least trying to make sure we we're anchoring it in the same word that they would then be able to go back in the car, what did you learn today? And it would be what their parents learned the week before, so that we were saying, everyone needs this word. Mm-hmm. So we at least wanted to start there. Everyone needs this word. Sunday school is doing the same thing with mm. the same passage. They're going to take the lesson and whatever out of that same passage that their parents got because everyone needs this yep. word. Yep. So that, that was an intentional move to say, as you're saying, um, Nobody is left out of the importance and the seriousness and the dignity of the same word of the of same that. word. Yep. And yeah. and then and then um, and so even though in our our church there were places where it was taught mm-hmm. separately mm-hmm. Um, for the sake of with the young kids obviously for the sake of sort of yeah being able to hear and mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. and not have the parents just chasing after the kids all the time. Um, but even just that move, which was a very simple move to do, right? Mm-hmm. To just say, oh, this is how we're gonna do do this. Um, it really does dignify the equality before God of Absolutely. each and every age group that yeah. is being yep. given the word here at the church. Um, and so even that, even though it was like structurally we might have looked like we were doing similar things to, to most places, by doing that one change or that one intentional move that there is a common word for everyone mm-hmm. at this church, and mm-hmm. that's the word we're all under, and that's the word we're thinking about and chewing on, that's the word we want to be talking about at home, or that's mm-hmm. the word everyone's going to hear. Um, that established kind of a continuity, I think, that was really surprising to me. But like, it was such a blessing to be able to say to a parent, hey, I was just talking to your son um, about uh, what Pastor John was preaching last week from, you know, from the book of Acts, uh, and he had some really good questions about that. And now I'm talking to like mom or dad, and they're like, oh, I, I know, I know that passage. Okay, <clears throat> yeah. now I can kind of think that through with my son. That's good to know. Like I can have this conversation because we've both been given that word, and we're both we're both bound to it because it's God's exactly. word, right? And, yeah, and that's the that is the point, right? It's just sharing common word with your family, and that's how you get deeper with your own family. And I can't imagine the Apostle Paul, you know, <laughs> reading a letter. You know, or Phoebe reading a letter from Paul yeah. at the, at a church, yeah. <laughs> and then you know Barnabas goes, "Oh wait, excuse me, don't start yet. I'm gonna go teach 
the kids, the we high schoolers, a different teach the youth group. A different lesson here. Different. No, there were literally everybody was there. Packed in. Packed in, listening to the same word. Dealing with the crying babies. Dealing, dealing with the with crying everything. babies. Yeah. And sure. like and there's something about valuing young people, right? And and old people in the same moment, same time. Yes. And that is the point, yes. right? There's no different. And that's and that's the evil of ageism, right? Yeah. That is the sin, right? Is that we're different, separate. You you can't handle this or that or and and and, but the Bible has a beautiful image of young people can be used, right? And all these old people can be used, right? Yeah. And we have to get away from this idea of separate, like, you know, divisions of responsibility and, like, ministries because based off your age, really. Right. And because as we both know as ministers, like, we know people who are older and yet they're not mature, right? Just because you're older, too, that's the other way to look For at sure. it, too. That's it's another like, way of seeing that, too. It's like, that's the crime, too. Don't just don't think because you're older, therefore, I got the answers here. Right. Like, respect, like, respect me at uh, all yeah, that. Yeah, I've taught uh, teenagers uh, or young 20-somethings, guys I can think of off the top of my head right now, who are vastly mm. more mature mm-hmm. than, uh, certainly than I was at that mm. age. But, you know, I was like, oh man, these, these guys are like, uh, di- like I would trust these guys uh, more yeah. than a lot of people. No, real talk. Just because yeah. they had been walking with the Lord in a serious way for a long time. Yep. And it didn't matter that they happened to, you know, not have a ton of what a quote unquote life experience mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> I got a serious relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it's a different thing. Mm-hmm. You know maturity when you see it. And yep. it doesn't matter what age it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so the the beauty of that, and, and but, you know, you really have to opt out of church as experience church as efficient right Mm -hmm. like there's nothing efficient as you're saying like about reading a letter you know in a house filled with all sorts of people who are you know crying babies kids running by like the reason we don't do that is because like well we got to clear the parking lot in time for this, right like we it's we don't it's too messy Mm -hmm. it's too takes too long Mm -hmm. it's we're used to operating church as a business structure Mm -hmm. where we're going to keep to times we're going to hit these marks we're going to clear this space for this thing and it's like it, for the sake of efficiency we make a lot of decisions that are deeply that have deep spiritual impact and that i think maybe in the with the best intentions don't think there is that spiritual impact yeah. and so it's just like no we just want to be more efficient we just want to do this or whatever but like that privileging of efficiency is already the mistake right 100 like, yeah if you're making spiritual decisions about how church should go based on efficiency, efficiency yeah. as or, a thing or like, outcomes yeah you don't see that anywhere mm-hmm. like that that is not a thing right nope. like that's not on the table in in the new testament sort of understanding of things mm-hmm. um and so so it would be i mean we're in this like interesting season where everything's being questioned you sure. know is this the best way to do education is this the best yeah. way to do all sorts of things yep. it would be so cool if some of these assumptions were were questioned again, were brought up and said, "Hey, well, why do we have to, why do we have to do that? Like, why why can't we try something different?" Um, I was having this incredible conversation with a neighbor that really caught me off guard because uh, so during this like during the the pandemic sort of moments um, this year, you know, I've I've seen just pastors just just clinging to old forms, right? <laughs> I, I will fight and die and pretend I'm being persecuted just to get back <laughs> yeah. to normal church right. life, right? Yeah. And uh, and it's been so dispiriting, so disappointing, so yeah. frustrating. Yeah. But but um, I had other conversations that surprised me, um, where uh, I can think of a mega church pastor. I mean, by all accounts, a mega church, maybe not the forty thousand mega church, but like a thousand people, mm-hmm. right? So you and I, it's like I can't even yeah. process that. Um, 
And yet this guy was telling me, he's like an elder and he was telling me about his pastor and his pastor's like, you know what? Like, why do we need this building? Like, why do we, why do we, why do we do the things the way, maybe we don't need to do any of the things the way we've been doing them. Maybe this mm-hmm. is a time which the Lord's just going to flip all the things over <laughs> and we're going to find out who really wanted to be with Jesus and who really, and then that, and then it'll be like, oh, we can be the church. We can be the church in any season. We can be the. We we can we can rethink anything if it was just us. Maybe it was just mm-hmm, us. Maybe mm-hmm. we just made up a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the excitement to me about a moment like this, especially when it comes to ageism, mm. when it comes to this, like we've just inherited this thinking, which is very cultural, which is very economically yes. minded, yep. efficiency minded, optimization minded. Right. Like think about how many people, you know, have trouble getting jobs because they're in their fifties and sixties, even though they're qualified for the position. Mm-hmm. Companies want young, yep. exciting people who could end up on posters, you know, like <laughs> it's just a, it's a thing everywhere. And yeah. the church just mirroring that. Right. Um, but like what an exciting opportunity for us to rethink our forms and how our forms have contributed to the separation and the diminution of ages, whether mm-hmm. it's the, we're going to pretend we're obsessed with the youth, but we actually don't take them seriously. Yeah. Um, or um, we're going to, we're going to just completely ignore the elderly uh, among us or the older. It's not even elder. Like it's just older. Yeah. Right? Just older. Yeah. Like I can think of uh, pastors in their like fifties, which is not like elderly. No, right? no, it's just yeah. older. Just older. And yet they would not be considered for a new church plant or mm-hmm. they would not be considered for anything that yeah. was like no this is and not- like yeah it's, it's like in your 50s as a pastor that's your prime like oh 50s, 60s, that's your prime you would just you would be at a moment where yeah, you I mean- finally know not to do certain <laughs> right. things you would yeah. finally learn key yeah. lessons yes amen you and i are just like no, you know we're, we're still figuring it out feed, like, feeding our people into the wood chipper yeah. half the time it's like oh whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. you know like that that's what's so crazy yeah. is the loss of like like what is wisdom mm-hmm. if not like being able to prove the lord in your life over and over and over in season yep. after season after season of walking with the lord faithfully like you you and that and that's where like where i started with this when the lord said like you need a pastor Mm. It was like you need you need somebody who's not you. It wasn't like you need another buddy who also yep. wants yeah. to do ministry. Yeah. It was like it was what you said. It was like you don't need any more mirrors. Mm-hmm. You need something that is different. You need someone who has been walking yeah. with me has no connection to your hobbies and to your like you know little personality things yeah. or whatever. It's like you need someone who is irrelevant to all of those things, mm-hmm. but relevant to your soul, relevant mm-hmm. to your spiritual growth, rel- relevant to being able to yeah. teach you the word. No no TikTok church, right? No. None of that stuff. It's like but shell you, short. And yeah. what does Paul says? Paul says like, you have what, a thousand instructors and you got like no fathers. Right. That's what he's talking about. You need people who are close to you, older than you, yeah. and just like be that role model, spiritually yeah. speaking, right? Be over your life, that care for you. And so that's the essential part of this ageism solution. I think it's like, you really have to honor those above you and, and young people seek those relationships, yes. right? There's active, there's participation on both ends yes. for the youth. At least you have to seek it. You have to want to, you, and you have to recognize that without it, you are so less, you are so much less without mm-hmm. that diversity in the body, without those different ages being a part of your life. Not just something you wave at or you recognize mm-hmm. like a neighbor next door who borrows. Something, yeah. No, that, yeah. That, right? that don't count. Like yeah. who you're really sharing life with people. People mm-hmm. who are in seasons of life that you haven't even thought of yet, right? Yeah. That, that can stretch you, that can pray for you in ways that your your peers wouldn't even know how to pray for mm-hmm. you because they haven't ever even thought in that space, mm-hmm. right? 
like that that you are going to be unbelievably malnourished without that mm-hmm. uh, rather than it's just like this is a cool thing to do it's charitable you want to be loving right mm-hmm. like yeah. <laughs> without selling it a different way mm-hmm. to just say no you'll just literally have like no nutrients that you needed to have you'll, you'll just literally be like living off of sugar mm-hmm. if you don't have this enriched diverse body that the Lord actually brings mm-hmm. together and wants people to dwell together in that kind of unity mm-hmm. um, across that span of ages mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that is, and and as you say, for the for the older, which I am, I'm fast becoming because I can just tell my reaction to like kids interrupting things, like or so you know what I mean. Like <laughs> yeah. for for us, it's like to have the young and the very young, especially the ones who can only get in the way, mm-hmm. the ones who can't, you know, they can't, they're not going to stand up and do or say anything mm-hmm. particular. They're just going to run past screaming. They're just going to, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to they're going to slow things down. They're going to make us have to be patient, right? Yeah. Like. To, to have a church that didn't have like kids, like not just you, but like kids mm. that, that just need cared for and loved and attended to and not ignored, you know, mm. that, that would pull the, the older, uh, you know, in the other direction to be able to say, oh man, I am in no way <laughs> connected to that life experience, maybe even of being a parent anymore, or if I ever was, um, but this is something I need. I need to be around a three and four year old mm-hmm. running by in church and, and ask them how their day is going and see the excitement when they talk about catching a, a caterpillar or something, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Like that, it really is everybody needs everybody. And, and that Amen. without right. trying yeah, to be yeah. whatever cliched or yeah. anything, it, it, recognizing that we're less unless we're all together, mm-hmm. um, I think is where it starts. Because then, if you really believe that, if you really thought that, as you're saying, then you would seek it out. Mm-hmm. Then you'd be like, "Well, what do we have to do to mm-hmm. be healthier? Mm-hmm. What do we have to do?" It would be like if if your doctor said, you know, like if you keep eating cheeseburgers, you're gonna have a heart attack in about a month. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, "Okay, then what do I have to do?" Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> what do mm-hmm. I have to do? If yeah. you really believe that something was crucial, and valuable, and necessary, and essential, and what God wanted for me. Um, then I would I would chase after I'd figure it out and if it meant we had to change how we organize our space or our programs mm-hmm. or our times mm-hmm. and to be a little less efficient to be a little whatever mm-hmm. to add a little more room here and there for some things to be a little like oh, I don't know how this yeah. is gonna go um, yeah you'll do it if it value, you'll do if it. you value it you'll yeah do you'll it. definitely do it what would you say so I mean I, we can't solve uh, a bunch of things, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it is important for pastors and leaders to be able to see, okay, we may have created problems that we didn't need to create. Mm-hmm. We can't just make, you know, I know so many pastors have been like, okay, I need a multi-racial church. <laughs> like, yeah, what do you mean? You're yeah. going to go, you're going to go hire people yeah, yeah, of yeah. diverse ethnic <laughs> backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you were <laughs> called to a church whose community was, was all relatively in the same age range. It was just an older range, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you you got to work with what you are, right? Yep. You can't manufacture, right, <laughs> mm-hmm. the thing we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, what you want to do is not avoid it. What you want to do is not ignore it. What you want to do is not structure the life of your church so that it prevents it, mm-hmm. right? Like there has to be the natural working of your community, of that group, of the Lord in his time, to not just like make this build a bear perfect church of yeah, all different yeah, ages, yeah, right? Yeah, or all yeah. different races. It's artificial. If you do it's it artificial, way. right? Artificial, it's yeah. just another business strategy exactly. for the better image, exactly. right? The so image, it could totally yeah. turn yep. into the same selling yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Our church is multi-age, multi-racial, mm-hmm. multi-everything, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's what people want now. Mm-hmm. So 
there is something that still is the powerlessness, the weakness of us saying we still have to wait on the Lord. And what we need to do is create the mentality and the understanding of the value and the dignity mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of people, of all people, of the weak and the strong, of the young, the old, whatever, um, so that when the that person walks through the door who maybe wouldn't have fit what we thought we wanted, needed, or wanted to be like, mm-hmm. um, we would be we would be overjoyed at mm-hmm. oh my gosh, look, a, a child of God, mm-hmm. an opportunity to care and love and and to live and walk beside this person, right? So there's something there where you you can't rush in to try to you can't just make something out no, of this. No, yeah, um, you can dismantle things that prevent it, um, but do you? I mean, do you just do you pray about? Um, these kinds of things in your context, like they would sure, love yeah. to see a bunch of young families walk. For sure, in. yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're, and I think your part of you would be like nervous <laughs> that it would like kind of fall into what they were already doing, which yeah. is wanting to sort of reboot the church through uh-huh. a youth movement. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, what what do you do with that? Like it would clearly be a blessing in one way, but it could also you got to be really careful. For sure, yeah, yeah. You have to tread lightly with that when you want to include everybody this idea of like right. all ages coming together when the older people are like uh my way or highway kind of mentality mm-hmm. and yeah the solution you know does start with prayer and there's nothing wrong with praying with young families i run out, sure. you know, i'm not saying that at all uh but again as we discussed earlier it's like how we go about that our mentality right is it just a marketing strategy is it simply just to increase the funds right these are all bad motives and um, it does start, though, with the elderly, though, like mm. I, I would say, you know, it doesn't mean in some cases the young people could do it. But I think for most churches that are run by the elderly and older people, like it starts with them with the attitude. They have to change their attitude, number one. And number two, they, they really have to, like, you know, um, be willing to to make changes themselves mm. and like be adjustable and that is the battle like you have to if you want young people expect young people to come in and be different than you right right and so you have to be able to adjust that because if you're you're not willing to do that then it's not going to work out and so um these older people who are qualified and able to mentor and be role models amen but they have to adjust too. Just you, they, it's not just a one-way street, you know. Right. Young people all oh, come seek me, and you change your ways. I think the elderly too, with their wisdom, has to adjust to the person or to the group, right? And so, I think as church leaders, pastors have to really instill in the older people that it's their responsibility as well to pretty much disciple them in the way of including all the young people as possible, and mm. and and see them not as, again, problems to be fixed or see them as just right. weird or just, that's just the liberal, right? I mean, it's just a typical oh, right, sure. criticism. Like, oh, young people are liberal and, and therefore they they need saving themselves. Oh, right? or, or like, oh, you'll you'll grow out right, of it. Right, they'll grow out of it. I'll wait till you grow out of yeah, it. And so that, <laughs> more like th- yeah, and so that's kind of, the, first of all, that pisses young people off when you say that to us. <laughs> and really, that, that isn't a solution at all. Like, yeah. you need to be, like, can you imagine God, like, yelling from heaven? Oh, humanity's screwed up. Well, I love you. Figure it out, guy. He doesn't do that. He gets down and dirty. And so yeah. the elderly people, old people, you have to get down and dirty with the young people, right? And so like in my scenario, okay, you want young people and young families. 
okay, fine. That's a good desire. Mm-hmm. Can we meet that desire now? What, what can we do that? Is it even God's will for that right now, right? So we think about these things. And are you willing to, you know, change certain things, um, change your ways of thinking church, right? Mm-hmm. Are you willing to actually be in relationship with young people? And some people... <laughs> You're shaking your head. Or not. <laughs> Many people... Don't want to get down and dirty with right. young people. Well, and, and in your, that's your your context. It's true of literally everybody, yeah. right? The reason that we became a youth kind of culture is because we were already a youth culture. Mm-hmm. And so the church was just like, all right, well, we know how to do that. And and then older po- folks are just sort of disconnected or they just they yeah. slow things down or they yeah. just don't get it, right? right? And so they are in the way, right? Yeah, so yeah. wherever you're standing, it's, right, yeah. it requires love, requires you mm-hmm. to change, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and, and and honestly, the, the those it, it applies to both, right? So this is an equal like responsibility of young people. You have to adjust, so do the older people. It's not just one way or another. Right. And I think if you start there, then I think you're gonna have a good starting ground for bigger and better things for the church community. Because if not, you're always gonna have that finger pointing. You're always gonna have that blame. You're always gonna have that right. arrogant stance, right? right. Oh, old people are this way, or young people are this way, and mm. that doesn't help at all. Right. And so it, it starts with the attitude and also the the, the willingness to really to see young people in a different light, like like include them to the table, right? Like don't don't see them the way you think they are, right? Mm. And it and again, it is back to the pastor's responsibility of discipling them. And how to think, right? Like most of our job, that's what it is, how to think gospel-centered. Mm-hmm. And so that's all part of that, the curriculum and how we speak with them, how we mentor our own parishes. Our and that's members. what's great about it is you're not, you don't wait on this. This is just part of being a Christian. This is about Christian formation. Yeah, this yeah. Is, and this is what you're you're teaching anytime you're opening the Word is how to be more yeah. like Christ, as you're saying. And mm-hmm. and so you're, you're always already preparing them for those moments and and then your church because because your church will be what the lord wants it to be mm-hmm. um but but you as the pastor are always trying to show you know yourself and them um where would you short circuit the lord's work or where would you mm-hmm. m- accidentally get in the way of, or where would you not be able to see it if mm-hmm. he was moving in this way mm-hmm. um and yet your reactions were it's got to be my what I'm comfortable with. There's got to be my way. Yes, so yeah. it's, it's so cool that, you know, instead of rushing to manufacture this mm-hmm. ideal church, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous, um, that instead by just teaching faithfully, pastoring faithfully, you're, you're preparing their hearts before the Lord to be able to see the Lord at work in those ways should that kind of challenge and that kind of, uh, you know, beautiful thing happen mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. your church. Mm-hmm. And it's a time thing. And first month into my pastorship up there, <laughs> I get the first statement of when are you going to go to the church, when are you going to bring families in? Where? Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> Where are the youth? <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm like, calm down. This is my first month. Like, let's first get situated here. Performance review. And like, but that's Fail. how antsy they were, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like how rushed it is. And back to the efficiency yeah. kind of yeah. wording is like... We needed it's we need to do this thing to get this result and Aaron, you're the young guy, get the young results. Mm. And and it's really back to the older people because of all people they should know that things take slow time mm. and um spirituality is a time thing. It, 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 it's, it's growth, right? I think you told me this years ago and I forgot. It's like ministry you you, you don't you know um you don't um, plant a building, right? You plant mm. a tree, and that's mm. what mystery is. It's time, mm. and 
that's something that the elderly people have to give the young people, right? These are these lessons, these, these, these accountability partners that we they could give us. And so um, that's always my pushback, patience, even to this patience, day. Patience, to, patience, to this patience, day, patience. I get like, hey, your Pastor, when you were going to go to right church? <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, Mike, take time. First, patience, let's establish patience. first our maturity here. Right, let's as, build as, a foundation. Yeah, let's as you, make sure you, the like, roots are healthy. Like, you know, yeah. I pray, like, send <laughs> leaders, right? And God's always tells me, they're there. That you, they are the leaders. I'm yeah, like, yeah. what? <laughs> and then, and then, uh, and God's like, grace is given to the weakness. Yeah. And so I'm like, Amen, Lord, forgive me, Amen. And so they are legion. They, they again are the character. They are the personality. It's not mm, me. Right. It's not what we do outside. It's within us, our community. That's the personality. If it's the older season, salt and pepper sheep, mm-hmm. right? And so, and that's that's beautiful. And so I think it's back to being patient with one another. And, and and teaching them the elderly, right? Yeah. So then ultimately, they get to a point where, yes, now let's let's just then they'll feed the young people at our church, or then maybe if a miracle happens, maybe then we'll go out finally, right? Mm-hmm. But that seasoning does take time within the community of of whatever type of elder people you do have. And but as we were saying, it's like, well, we're, what rush are we in, right? We're just we're just here to to be the people of God, to yeah. Continue to just right. care for who yeah, yeah. shows up and. And th- and that's it. it th- there's a real freedom at the end of the day mm-hmm. to finally step out of these forms and assumptions that have been driving so much of everything. Mm-hmm. Seminary of, mm-hmm. of pastor mm-hmm. training of, mm-hmm. you know, church growth strategizing for decades now. The freedom to be out of that and to just say like, well, let's let's do well and be healthy with who we are, mm-hmm. and then let's uh, let's have a disposition of humility and grace and love that would welcome everybody in, seeing everybody who walks through those doors as absolutely essential to what the Lord's doing here. For um, sure, yeah, yeah. I, I just love the patience of that project, but really the freedom. You know, you and I both really uh, admire uh, Eugene Peterson always mm, fighting against yeah. the sort of commercialization of yep, the church yep. and how it just changes the way you think, it, you yep. know, when you buy into that. But it also changes the way you think when you finally step out of that. So thank you for a little glimmer of reality, a little glimmer of hope. Mm-hmm. Um, I am so blessed that you were called by the Lord to to that church uh, for all the challenges and for all the yeah, God knows what He's doing, man. And for all, yeah, for all the beauties, because yeah. what's best for you is best for them. What's best for them is best for you. Know, like wherever Correct, the body yeah. is, yeah. it's all connected to His work, mm-hmm. and uh, and only the Spirit really knows that. But but it's cool to see little glimpses of oh mm-hmm. man, that is obviously good. Mm-hmm. That is just obviously mm-hmm. good. So. Keep on keeping on, brother. Thanks for sitting down, having a conversation with us. We will continue to pray for the church to be free of old forms and to be able to embrace um, the entire church that Christ has saved. That's our time, my friends. If you would like to support the podcast, please do subscribe and rate us on iTunes. And if you would like even more content and to become a patron of the podcast, head on over to FromBabylonWithLove.com, click on Newsletter, and sign up there. Until then, many thanks to producer Zach Leach for all the twists and turns, and to Lonesome and Muddy, the only house band that'll survive the apocalypse. This has been From Babylon with Love.